It's time for another quirky episode of the Wild Edible World podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Michael, but this episode, I'm just your Oakley Doakley Forgerino. <laughs> and I am Steve, but you can call me Lisa Loeb. And welcome back to a wonderful episode of the Wild Edible World podcast. This one is brought to you by the Mighty Oak Tree. Yes, sir. Um, that's going to be the Quercus genus, because there are about 400 different individual species of oak trees across the entire world, and that's just too many for us to talk about. There's a bunch. We're probably going to talk about one or two. Yeah, just one or two, uh, I think, <laughs> mostly, because I, I think most people are familiar with white oaks and red oaks. Correct. I think as a base point lifting off from North America, I think that's a good general point to start with. For so, sure. um what do we think is the most recognizable feature of this tree? I think that this is a great, this is like right alongside apples as far as like a great starter foraging item because everyone knows what a damn acorn looks like. Yeah, you know? you, you, you'd hope so, yeah. If you don't know what an acorn looks like. Go touch grass. Yeah, let me tell you about grass. <laughs> um Oh, I mean, anyone knows what an acorn looks like, and there there are several different varieties and several different species. And we, you know, we just we talked about earlier they are all edible. Yeah, definitely, they have a variety, uh, a variability of eatability, though. Yes, uh, like there's yes. there's always the edible, but is it eatable? And acorns kind of ride both ends of the spectrum. Some of them take some doing. That's, mm -hmm. Yeah, some work before they are. Eatable. Yeah, definitely. So acorns are going to be what you see on the ground most of the time. If you're walking on grass underneath trees and you've stepped on something hard that isn't a giant black walnut, it's probably, if it's not a hickory, it's an acorn. Yeah. Um, so acorns are oval, brown typically whenever they're ripe. Mm -hmm. um, they're brown, oval. They kind of have like a tip on the uh, a tip at the bottom of it, and they have a flat top, and they can they range from i'd say anywhere from around some of the longest ones are about two and a half three inches long i've seen some huge ones for sure right and some of the smaller ones that are a little bit more labor intensive are you know just up maybe an inch mm -hmm. um but they usually have a little hat on top which i think is like Boop. yeah <laughs> a little uh beret almost yeah, yeah, so it, it does looks, it looks like a beret looks exactly like a beret yeah. Um, it even has like a cool little like uh, scaly pattern to it, typically. Yeah. Um, and different species have different um, textures, textures, coverings. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. So swamp oaks, and uh, I'm not going to name too many, but there are some that can look like really almost hairy. They have like fibers coming out all over them. Yeah. Um, but like, then there's still that just like normal bare acorn hanging that, on. That's underneath. like the the white oak spectrum, right? It's more. It tends to be more hairy. Agreed. Yes. Uh, the red oak tends to be more scaly. Yeah, and darker in color yeah. as as well as I think those are the ones that get longer as well. Mm -hmm. But um, I know that some of the really longer shaped acorns can be really um, delicious and mm -hmm. easy to process as well. But we'll talk in the second half on what it really takes to process the acorns, what you can do with them, and also some resources where you can do a little bit of your own uh, research because there are a couple of books that go extensively extensively into the step-by-step -step process of how to do this stuff. So um, we'll have those references for you. Um, so like during 
early mid fall mm-hmm. is when you'll start to see them fall. That's when they'll uh, ripen. Fall. Fall. Uh, <laughs> is that why they did whoa. it? <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> um, but you'll, I mean, I, I think that that's the first thing you'll notice in that season, in that particular harvest time, is, you know, the nuts on the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it's if, nut season. That's part of, like, one of yeah. the, as far as forager attitudes are concerned, like, fall is a major nut collecting season. Yeah. And that's part of the, uh, part of the allure um, of that, that fall season. Yeah. And then there is, prior to that, so so that's the first thing, right? The first noticeable thing is, sure. the, is the actual uh, nuts themselves. Yeah. Uh, the tree nuts. Yeah, because you might not be looking up at the tree, and you'll still stumble over them sometimes, mm-hmm. or they'll run, burl underneath your feet. So I think so. W- what What's next? I would say if you're looking to pre-scout, uh, to maybe uh, establish where some big groupings of oaks are, then, then knowing what the oak tree itself looks like sure. uh, is beneficial. Yeah, so, so the bark. Yeah, the bark. Yeah, so it's got a really kind of canyony look to it. Yeah. Where it's craggy. Craggy. Mm. Yeah. Very, that's very great British bake-off. <laughs> craggy. It's, it's, a very, bit, it's, a bit, it's a bit craggy. The, yes, it is. It's a bit, bit craggy. <laughs> Overproofed bark. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, it's got really long caverns, too. So they're not too deep, and they're not uh, very... Uh, they're not highly intersective, but they do intersect, mm-hmm. and it's not peeling off in any way. So these are thick, kind of chunky, almost you know one might say alligator esque. Alligator, <laughs> yeah. um, so beyond that, uh, some of the leaves stick around for a long time too, yes. because of some of the compounds inherent in a lot of this plant. They do tend to just kind of take a little bit longer to decompose, but they're also great, uh, you know, great leaf material for your compost or um, also valuable plant material for wildlife and insect life. It's a, oak trees are an incredible host plant, um, but the leaves um, can be a variety of length and pretty much have all the same shape, though. Yeah. So they're... Um, they are specifically lobes, so they have very defined lobes, and there's typically, I'd say, two, four, six, uh, eight, ten, uh, nine, I think, odd amounts of lobes because they have, yeah. a, they have one on the tip always. Yeah. So, And then they can be a variety of definitions. Most, so I think there's specifically seven classif- major classifications of oaks. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to talk about two of them. And that's white oak and red oak. Yeah. So those are going to be, again, the most common I think we'll find in North America. White oak has round, lobed leaves so mm-hmm. and, and is going to be uh, more preferable for your acorn sourcing. So those are more tasty acorns. Not that red acorn, red oak acorns are bad, but the, um, they take a little bit less work on the white acorns. And I think they each have their... Their, their own benefits. So white oaks tend to have like a higher like water concentration. So they're a little bit more perishable. But red oaks, you can actually dry in the in the actual casing hmm. until you're ready to use them. So as long as you like lay them flat, keep air circulating, they just, they just have a longer shelf life. So that's one benefit to reds over whites. That's lovely to know. Yeah. I have uh, I have other uh, something that just reminded me of. I'm going to say it now. Otherwise, I'll forget. That there's a really cool thing if you are kind of a passive, sometimes a passive forager like I can be. Um, if you take whole raw acorns, um, white oak acorns, and then you 
leave them in a jar. Because of that white moisture content, mm -hmm. you don't shell them at all. You just take the hats off or collect them um, correctly, which we'll, we'll talk about um, some of the things to look for whenever you're collecting yeah. acorns. Um, you put them in a jar and you seal it, and you leave it for a year. Leave it sealed for a year, and there's enough residual moisture in the acorns where they ferment a little. But they, don't, they won't rot, but they wild. ferment. And then at the end of it, you have these, like, I mean, some of them might go bad, but um, most of them will be like this like weird little fermented nut on the inside, and it's a year later. They're really good for like brewing and making like uh, well specifically beer is mm -hmm. the recipe that I know this for. That's awesome. But uh, I haven't tried it, but I actually have a year fermented acorns in my cupboard that I am going to try and make a small batch of beer with, just to be like just to try it because it was yeah. such a cool thing. Acorn beer sounds great. Yeah, and yeah. It, I didn't. Um, I'm going sounds to admit nuts. this. Oh, it sounds nuts. Yeah, nice. Um, I'm going to admit that I did not do this intentionally. I just have a jar of unprocessed acorns. Nice. And I found this recipe afterwards, and it was like, holy crap, I did that. Do, like, do, you, do you also procrastinate? Here's what you can do with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did you forget about this when you moved? Oh, great. Um, so, yeah. Um, I think it now is a good point to where we're going to leverage back into the shape of the leaf where white oak is smooth lobes. Yes. Red oak has pointy lobes. Pointies. So they're going to come out to like really sharp points. And it's a pretty obvious distinction between mm -hmm. the two. Whenever they turn, uh, whenever they turn completely brown, um, that's pretty easy to see. Uh, I think they change. Um, I'm not, I think they're different colors in the fall, too. I can't quite remember. Um, I think white oak is yellow. And then red oaks are red nice they get really red and they don't really have like a yellow transition they just go like red brown mm -hmm. but i could be wrong could be talking out of my booty um look at the trees yourself go go peep some leaves you creeps <laughs> so craggy trees or craggy bark lobed leaves uh delicious tree nuts um and uh so how do we find them or no, no not find them how, how do we how do we know which ones are best to eat? So the basic rule of thumb is that um, white oaks are going to be uh, less tannic. So why you want to spend your energy collecting one nut over the other nut is the tannins. So oak trees, oak leaves, acorns, etc., have lots of tannin inherent in, in all of it. It's, so that makes it a really bitter taste. It uh, pulls moisture out Stringent. of your mouth. It's unpleasant yeah. to eat. Um, and it can make you uh, a little unwell. So it just doesn't fucking taste good. It doesn't taste good, <laughs> and it doesn't feel good. Exactly. So yeah. unless it's like done in a nuanced way, like yeah. wine, but we're talking about like pretty low sure. amounts of tannin in that case. Yeah. But um, white oaks have significantly less amount of tannins in them. So um, there are people that will. There are instructions that'll tell you like, oh, you got to do it for this long, or you got to do it for this long yeah. in this way. The point is you got to do it until it doesn't taste bitter anymore. No matter what species you have, no matter Correct. how long it takes, mm -hmm. keep tasting it little by little. And as long as you don't taste any bitterness, it's going to be great. Mm -hmm. So all acorns are good. Some are easier. Mm -hmm. um, I wouldn't say, you know, better is a little bit um, in, uh, in the eye of the beholder. I would imagine that a lot of them contain the same nutrients and everything, which we'll talk about in the second half. Yeah. Um, 
But you can find these all across North America, so they're wildly, widely available. Um, you're going to know an oak leaf whenever you see it, and now you're going to see them everywhere. Just about, uh, North America is a very popular oak woodland, oak prairie. Uh, it's one of the more dominant species and oldest species on the uh, continent. And it is in every single, it is native to every single state except three states. And mm. that is Alaska, Hawaii, and um, Idaho. Because Idaho is just like too frigid. Um, I think that's the right one. That's the one by Montana, right? Yeah. So, yeah, it's just too cold. But even Montana has native oak trees. It's just like just in the native range. So, um, no matter where you are, you can find this tree. It's a really good one. And even now, you might still be able to find some acorns, though I would bet that uh, most people have missed their chance unless you're in the more southern portions. Yeah, if, if it is later in the season and you are looking for these things, things just things to look out for. Uh, to tell you that somebody else got to it first. If there's little tiny holes in them, that's from the acorn uh, grub weevil, um, and they'll they just eat it, and there will be mm-hmm. not much inside or like chaff inside essentially. Um, and then like discolored nuts, even the cap itself, uh, discolored can be like a sign of like mold or. Uh, maybe a disease. So, so, so uh, oak trees actually discard their uh, bad acorns. Yeah. So if you find some early in the season that are uh, underdeveloped or whatever, that's probably a bad nut that was discarded by the tree saying, hey, this isn't worth the energy. Let's get rid of this sucker. Um, but, I mean, so, so what you're looking for is you know, kind of a picturesque acorn, something that looks acorn-colored. Doesn't have any weird holes. Doesn't have any weird moldy bits. And yeah, and it doesn't still have the cap on it because yeah. sometimes it Perfect. will release the cap. Sometimes it won't. And usually, if it still has the cap on it, that's a sign that it hasn't developed correctly. Yeah. And if the cap doesn't come off freely at that point, so if you sure. find something on the ground, it looks good. All the identifiers are there, uh, but and the cap comes off easily, then you're good. If it doesn't, it's, it's then worth a shot. Maybe not. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So with that, I think that brings our first round advice to a close. And then we'll um, come back for the second half. We'll get some newts and uh, talk about some of the ways you can use this crazy cool uh, nut. Yeah, underutilized, vastly underutilized. Oh, hugely, hugely. I think, Uh yeah, yeah, totally, totally, totally. We'll be back. We'll see you. We'll see you in a little bit. Guess who's back, 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 back again? <laughs> I didn't know you were going to do that. You caught me by surprise, <laughs> you little sucker. <laughs> uh, we're back. Thanks for coming back. Um, we don't have any ads anymore. So speaking of which, if you're listening to this and you have something you'd like to advertise on our show... We'll do that. We'll do that. Yeah. We'll talk about it. We're so good at doing um, that. We're r- 
we're good hype men. If you want to yeah. send us some like cool stuff, we'll talk about it. We'll use it. Or we'll maybe it's just like your birthday, and you want us to throw you a little. We should get a cameo. You know what? That's what we should do. We Shout outs. Ca- shit, like a little. Have you seen that cameo where you yeah. can let people buy? Ours would be like fifty cents. Like Dude, yeah. fifty cent cameo. Yeah, totally. No, absolutely. Happy uh, birthday. If you're interested in that <laughs> and having a couple plant nerds uh, yell your name or yeah, somebody's name that you know. Your name could be on a podcast. Gosh, we are sluts for your money, we are. people. Give it let's, to us. Let's do it. Anyway, <laughs> back to the actual topic. Yeah. Um, the newts. Oaks. Yeah, so um, really valuable nutrients. This is a staple food crop. Um throughout human history. Um, I would say one of the most stable uh, food crops in ancient history. It is uh, one of the... Uh, okay, so, yeah, it's packed with healthy fats. It's got protein, carbs, fiber, and vitamins, so it's almost like a whole meal right in itself. It's it's really solid for you. But it's also got vitamins A, E, B6, <coughs> excuse me, iron, manganese, potassium, and folate, so it's like really solidly packed and you can eat it in like a bajillion different ways mm-hmm. as long, um, depending on the species you've got so if it's white enough or if it's um, I mean some of these oaks uh, you don't have to process all of them it is recommended that you usually will like nine times out of ten but there are some acorns that are good enough you might nibble on them and they're not bitter so you can roast them almost like a peanut mm-hmm. and you can just have like a nice salty crispy little snack mm-hmm. or you can deeply roast them acorn butter that sounds fucking delicious absolutely yeah Yeah. exactly acorn butter and then you can do it even darker and have like a kind of coffee substitute like a roasted acorn i'm surprised you're bringing that up you hate that stuff no i no i think it's i think i (laughs) (laughs) that's so funny no i it's just the dandelion root coffee i it's i think uh, I feel like okay. you did it with something else too. No, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I, I feel that now I need to justify that uh, calling something a coffee alternative doesn't mean that it's going to c- taste like coffee. Yeah. It is a roasted nut that is, whenever it's dark and charred enough or roasted whatever. Roasted nut water. Guess what? It's going to be roasted nut water, which is like instead of roasted bean water, it's roasted nut water. It, so could, it could still taste great. Just give it, yeah, uh, suspend some a little bit of disbelief for the, the, the magic world of foraging and uh, go on this, this hot beverage adventure with us yeah. um, and call it a coffee substitute. It'll be okay. It'll be okay. I'll be okay. Um, thank you for calling <laughs> me out on that. <laughs> but it'll be okay. Um, so, yes, typically it needs to be processed, but people have been eating it for thousands of years, just grinding it into stuff for pasta. Um, you've eaten it in pancakes, right? Yeah, yeah, so Betty corn pancakes. Was that just like normal? It was, uh, f- you know, the, the so the texture wasn't, I mean, as fluffy as, as, as flour, of course, uh, as wheat flour, but... Uh, the flavor was just outstanding. And, you know, they're smaller because, I mean, you're not going to buy a five-pound bag of uh, acorn flour from, you know, your local grocery store, but... Uh, yeah, good luck if you can find that. Yeah, exactly. Um, but if... Uh, but, you know, they were smaller, but the, the flavor was just insane. That with some, like, fresh maple syrup. Oh, yeah. Uh, Dude, I have become uh, obsessed with maple syrup lately. I love maple syrup. But, yeah, uh, mm. paired with acorn pancakes really 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 good yeah um i haven't eaten it too much i have also had acorn pancakes yeah. um i've made dottori muck 
which is a Korean oh. like uh, like a savory uh, jelly dish, then mm-hmm. that's used. Okay, so whenever you process acorns, an important thing to remember is that you can keep the water. Yeah. Um, that is leaching all those tannins, but also what it's pulling out is some of those extra starches and those hyper starches. Sure. And so you're left with uh, acorn starch. And you can use that to make detore muck, which is like a brown gelatin um, that doesn't really taste like much. You're, but selling, this. You're selling this stuff pretty hard. Well, right it's now. fun. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's I'm just fun. I, I, just I made it for one of my first foraging classes, and it was like, look, this, made, this came from acorn. And you put a little bit of chili crisp on there. Um, like chili oil and mm-hmm. some scallions, a little bit of like chopped pepper and some like watercress or something like that, like a sprig of watercress. Sure. Ooh, you got a meal there, baby. <laughs> it it's sounds, delicious, like a little it sounds, salad. It sounds pretty good. Yeah, d- a dab just, of uh, soy sauce. I was just being a butt. Yeah, so it's just like a, it's it's actually pretty common Korean's uh, dish. Um, so uh, I was really excited to find out about it, and that's something you can actually find at your local Asian grocery store pretty easily. It's just acorn starch. You did make uh, a really good observation there that the the water, the the tannin water that that's left over. I mean, it, it's been used for tons of stuff, antiseptic, uh, because you know that. So those tannins are very drying. Uh, uh, they they pull the moisture out of your mouth when you try to eat them raw. So that yeah, it's been used as an antiseptic. Uh, several other things. Yes, yeah, just look I mean, into it. Yeah. Um, just think about uh, not wasting so much. A lot of people will. A lot of instructions will just say toss it out. Like, but there's there's some potential hidden in that yeah. L- latent potential. Um, but the real thing you want to get to is the the flour afterwards. Yeah. Which is, you yeah, know, yeah. Once once you're done with that leaching process, you can use this flour. Um, I'm pretty sure equal parts uh, are equal in, in exchange with normal flour, mm-hmm. um, and that that it has the, the same amount of capabilities. It's but probably more of a. It's probably more of like a like an old grain flour or like a flour that's uh, like has a low gluten content. So it's well, yeah. so it's probably like great for muffins and uh, you know pancakes things like that. But I mean, I don't. I think for acorn bread, you still have to do like. Uh, like a two parts to one part ratio, one part being the acorn sure. uh, flour uh, to to wheat flour or whatever other flour you use. Yeah, you're definitely not going to get a lot of airy, bubbly, sure. tall standing anything no. out of it. You're right; it is it doesn't have it lacks like the gluten capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, but there um, there are other so int- other kind of like side uses you can use um, acorn, not just acorns, but the oak leaves. So this is a little bit less common and should be, uh, I guess, used a little carefully because oak leaves aren't toxic, but they're not necessarily eatable, but they are edible. So Mm -hmm. because of those tannins in the leaves, during the fall, whenever they're a little bit more and and they're brown or even whenever they're green um, throughout the season, I would say you can use them in different like beverages and teas and beers. So. Um, <clears throat> there's a really popular brewer, uh, wild crafter, pottery guy named pa- uh, Pascal Baudar, and he specializes in like just like capturing the essence of his locale, and he does that by making just like small batch beers, meads, vinegars, just like little fermented beverages, but just using local yeasts inherent on the branches and twigs and everything, and all this stuff is like, you know, it's 
not the first thing you think of whenever you, whenever it comes to putting it in your mouth, just like mm -hmm. directly from the plant. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a little hard to think a few processes beyond that sometimes. But once you get a little bit more immersed in this culture, you realize there's so much of these branches, leaves, and um, plants that you can just be putting in water and being brought into the part of uh, part of the act, uh, active fermentation process. And that pulls out a lot of these really cool flavors, scents, um, things really indicative to where you were in that place in time. Sure. comes from the bacteria that was there at that place in time. You know, it's a really hyper-local activity. Um, and so oak leaves can be a part of that, um, just as a part of, like, a, you know, bigger batch of things. So they're not toxic, but you can make a little tea out of them even if you wanted sure. to, just little oak leaves. It'll taste a little bitter, you know? It's not going to be flavorless. It'll have a little bit of those tannins in it. You might want to add some honey locust or something or uh, sh toasted shag bark or something. I don't know, something else, but you could. So there's that. Somebody stop me. <clears throat> <laughs> I needed to clear my throat. But um, beyond that, uh, what else we got? Um, and they're pretty versatile. Well, they're super versatile, and yeah. they are expansive. So I guess we'll just start to close out this episode by reminding you that um, you can find this plant anywhere. If you haven't already, if you don't already have a relationship with it, you should start building one. Start finding a few acorns. All it takes is a couple handful of acorns, and you, you'll, you'll have enough flour after you've blended it all down and um, processed it to make a couple pancakes yeah give it a sure. try it'll it'll provide you a breakfast it's, it'll be delicious and it'll take a little bit of time too you know you'll, you'll appreciate that end product uh because you'll you'll see the process and and the uh yeah all the steps that you have to go through to make it like a pleasant thing and and uh you know to take advantage of all those nutrients and whatnot yeah i agree that and, and you know just becoming connected to your environment i mean that's i think what we're all looking for when if whether we know it or not when we go foraging not just free food but like at least the people those of us uh privileged enough to just do this for fun you sure. know that you know don't have to live like this uh where i think a lot of us are looking for a connection to nature and you know seeking something that we that's been missing out of our species for quite some time but we can have a whole philosophical discussion True. in the winter series of this show when we run out of uh plants that you can eat right now yeah because um, because we we really do like to try to have something uh whether it be like an oil or butter cookie or something yeah of of that particular thing oh, well I, I think that's great to bring up because you can buy acorn oil that yeah. is a really um so that is the one, one thing that i have that i've used frequently um is acorn oil and it's this beautiful red color. Um, it has a little bit of a... It, it's, it's got a really smooth taste. Um, but you can buy it at Sam Thayer's store. Oh, yeah. Um, Samuel. Yeah, foragersharvest.com. That, that'll... Um, they may or may not still have some. I don't know. I also bought hickory oil. Next week, we'll be talking about hickory, another incredible, incredible Native, America, uh, Native American plant that... <clears throat> Native North American plant mm -hmm. that has a variety of uses and provides an incredible amount of oil that is also delicious. But the acorn oil, um, worth getting. And uh, all that to say that foraging is the best way to find 
the best food for free, True. be it curbside, trailside, or seaside. Low tide. Or seaside. Or seaside. Uh, yeah, we, we should take the show seaside. You think seaside? Well, we, we do need to take the show seaside. Yeah, we do so need to take it seaside. If somebody wants to host us on uh, one of the coast, a coast host. Yes, coast host, <laughs> official. Space ghost, coast to coast. All right, we're going to end this episode. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye.